mighty fancy automobile. Oh, she's a real road king, all right. Zero to 60 in 7.5. She'll do a quarter of a mile, 13.40. 390 horsepower. 500 foot-pounds of torque. Whatever that is, performance and image, that's what it's all about. There's no such thing as a stupid question. This is Drive Radio. All of your automotive questions are just one phone call away. 303-477-5600. Drive Radio is made possible by the member shops of Colorado Select Auto Care Centers. To find one near you, go to drive-radio.com. Now, Drive Radio on KLZ 560. All right, Drive Radio, KLC 560, hour number three is upon us. Myself, Steve Horvath from Geno's Auto Service over in Littleton. And it's Geno's with a J, genosautoservice.com. Novus Auto Glass from Sterling with us today, Kent and Judy. And, of course, Charlie Grimes, your engineer, Larry Unger, answering phones. A couple lines open, by the way, 303-477-5600. Mike and Aurora, you're next. Hey, John. Uh, yeah, I'm glad you had the guys from Novus on. It got me to thinking about, and I looked at uh, my window, and I had a little Hit repair done by your Novus guy out of uh, Parker. Okay. Yeah, and it looks like um, maybe it's starting to form a crack out of that pit. I wonder if he warranties that or would come out and do it, redo it. Zach, yeah, I know Zach well enough to know he would at least take a look at it. And, and actually, Kent and Judy can talk to this better than I can. I mean, every one of these is unique in and of themselves. But they, and this is something we should remind everybody of, and Mike, you know this, but I want to make sure everybody else hears this again, even people that might be tuning in just for the first time today. We've got folks up in Portland now even listening to us. So all of you in Portland, thank you. We appreciate you listening as well. The windshield now, and has been for quite a few years, my old car, we're going to put a windshield in today, my 68 Buick, it's not. But in today's world, it is a structural part of the car, right? Yes, it is. Which means there's more stress on that windshield than there was on my 68 Buick. Yes, quite a bit more. Meaning when that body flexes and moves and does some things, even a crack that's been fixed, depending upon how that crack was, where it was at in the windshield and so on, it could possibly run again. Am I right in saying it that way? It possibly could. If he repairs it and repairs it correctly, fills all the cracks with resin, it should never go anywhere. But if you got a rock chip with 20 cracks coming out of it, you know he's going to do his best to repair that, but he might miss one. So call him, have him come look at it, see if he could add, you know, see if it is cracking, see if he needs to repair it again. Or what Novus does is the money-back guarantee. So you paid your $60 or 65 whatever it is. It goes towards a windshield, Mike. You get your money back or you apply right. that towards a windshield. Right. Or the insurance gets it back if they were the ones that paid for it. I see. Either way. But yep. call Zach, have him come look at it. Yeah, and he would do that, yeah. Mike. Not a problem. Yeah, it was just a, a pit. There was no cracks emanating outward. And he filled it. But now I see, like, you know, it looks like a little a curve, like an apostrophe crack maybe coming out from there. I it's, don't know. It's not eighth of an inch long or something like this. It's very hard to very make small. those totally go away. You can always see a repair once it's done. And the more damage to the glass, the harder it is to hide them. So he, and it may be just an air pocket left in there. He may have filled it all. It wasn't you know any cracks coming out of it, but it might be just a little air pocket, a little black spot in there. And that won't hurt anything. It's just something you have to look at. But have him look at it. Yeah, yeah I'll call him again. Um, yeah, I, I mean, it's just, like I said, it's really, really small. Okay. 
and that's well you don't want it running so have him look at it mike yeah 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 yeah, i will because all right it's a very good process the process works very well it's been done since 1972 with novus well you guys in Invented it essentially. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the you know the originator of Novus, that gentleman invented it, right? Yes. yes. <clears throat> Excuse me. All right. Uh, Hank and Aurora is next. Hank, welcome. How are you, sir? I'm doing fine. I have a question. It's a phenomenon, and it just got me confused. I have a uh, 2012 Kia Optima. Very few miles. I got it in New Year's 16. It's been in the garage most of the time with a battery tender on it. Okay. So I took it on a road trip, 1,200 miles to another house, spent all summer, uh, had the oil change, came back, and the exhaust tips are black. I washed them out, and just black carbon comes pouring out. Car runs fine. Didn't use oil. I drove 1,200 miles on 26 gallons of gas doing 80 miles an hour. Okay. Uh, so what's the phenomena with the turbocharged engine? I thought the exhaust may be hotter, but appears to be colder. Uh, the cat, you know, keep in mind, everything's going through the catalytic converter. That's got a lot of heat in it, but coming back out of the cat by the time it gets to the tailpipe, I'm not saying it's not hot at the tailpipe, because if you touched a, a, a running car with a tailpipe uh, on any car today, it, it would still burn you. But are they cooler than they were prior to having, you know, that cat up front? That's a that's a tough call, uh, and some of that depends on how the tips are made as well, because the tips can do some cooling as well. Yeah, and it's for the amount of time I've had the car and a few miles I've had, they've always been black, but the car runs. Yeah, and like they will be. You, you will not see. You know, back in the day, one of the ways you tell to see if you had a carburetor really adjusted right is you'd look at the exhaust pipe, especially after a nice you know road trip like that, and you wanted to have this nice, clean sort of this grayish you know, look to the tailpipe inside, and at that point you knew you had things really set and dialed in, you'll never see that on today's car, Hank. Oh, yeah, I know that. I realize yep. that. You'll never see all They will all be black today. Yeah. I got this car from my daughter. I, I, I was getting some work done on it, and the front strut was blown, 29,000 miles. Front strut was blown, right front. Okay. And the rear, left rear shock was blown, and I said, man, this is really crap. You guys put this stuff together. A new, two new front stro-. So I got some information from my daughter. The car was involved in a high-speed chase, went up on two wheels on the curb. Well, there is your answer. And came slamming down, at which point the police promptly arrested my grandson. So now I know. Now you got the, the whole story, Hank. <laughs> yeah. So that it was money well spent. I just couldn't figure out how a car could. Ah, uh, that, that's that's called the rest of the story. Yeah, the rest. Of the story. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys. That's good, Hank. I appreciate. it. I'm like, okay, wait a minute. It's typically not what you're going to find on any new car because you know whether it's a Kia or frankly a Mercedes, the reality is a lot of those componentry is coming from the same manufacturers and i'm not exaggerating when i say that there's a lot of those components that are literally the same from high-end to low-end cars and to have one uh, go out that soon i'm like okay wait a minute, there's more to this more, more to the story. story than you know uh and 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 it's also why this is coming from me all of you out there listening can do things differently but it's, it's why i also am one of those individuals that if and i've had this happen if a car is stolen and you have the opportunity to have the insurance company cash you out of it as a total, 
or you get a certain amount of money and keep the car and then want to redo it and do whatever you want to. I'm a guy that just takes the money and runs. Yeah. I, I don't want the car back. Just me. I know I'm weird. I just I'm just that guy. I'm like I don't want that car back. I you know, you don't know what's been done, you don't know where they went, you don't know how they drove it. They drove it like they stole it because they did. Yeah. And so I, you know, there's I just, a reason for that. Saying, yeah, there's yeah. a reason for that. And I just, anyways, I just don't want that car. So, all right. Question of the day again. What do you have to do or what did you used to have to do manually that your car now does for you? Here's another good one, by the way. Adjusting the seat and mirror positions and what radio uh-huh. station is playing when you start the car. That way you jump in it and you're tall. It squishes you up to the dash. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I like that part of it. Yeah, yeah. you don't have the right key fob. You're using her key fob. I was. <laughs> it's a fun ride for a few minutes. Yeah, yeah you know what, though? Even with that, there's now the some customers. cars have up to three or four memory positions for those drivers. And depending upon the key fob, which the idea being, you know, one person has one key fob. The other person has the other key fob. So depending upon which one unlocks the car, all those things are set for that driver or that owner of the key fob i don't know that a lot of folks do that most people take one key fob use it every day husband or wife doesn't matter and the other key fob goes in a drawer well the idea was that each person driving the car has their own fob so that things are set to you i'm going to say something how about a key you used to have to unlock your door with the key along with the ignition and now you just go next to it well it's funny I, i drive the old buick and we, I drove it some this last summer, the one you guys are going to put the windshield in. And it's one of those types of cars where even it, when you go to lock the car, you push the button down. But in its case, you have to hold the button on the That's door awesome. itself when you close it to make sure that the button doesn't pop up and unlock itself. Because it was, I guess, in those days, kind of a safety mechanism to make sure that you weren't locking Something in the car you weren't yes. supposed to, i.e., keys. That last chance before <clears throat> that you last yourself chance, out. exactly. Now that was also one of those cars where a coat hanger would open in about three seconds. So I don't know why that really mattered, but <laughs> at any rate, that's what that's how those worked back in the day. And then, of course, that car has it's old enough where it's got the octagon key for the ignition, and then it's got the little spade-looking type key for the trunk. For the trunk. Yes. One for each. We've all had those cars. No, well, not all. <laughs> us old guys, yeah. Yes. Us old guys have, for sure. They make it us feel old. <laughs> all right, Bill and Lakewood, hang tight. We'll come right back. Josh as well. Don't go anywhere. We'll come right back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. At Napa Auto Parts, we've been the most trusted name in auto parts for over 80 years. Probably because we've never stopped looking for ways to make the great parts we sell even better. It's a commitment to quality you'll find in every one of our 310,000 parts. From the bacteria-killing surface on our cabin air filters, to the patented damping mechanism on our drive-align belt tensioners, to our revolutionary new Adaptive One brakes. And Napa parts are covered by a warranty that's good at any of our 6,000 Napa auto parts stores nationwide. Yeah, maybe you don't get this at your average auto parts store. But at Napa, we've spent the last 80 years making sure we were anything but average. To find the Napa Auto Parts store nearest you, go to NapaOnline.com. Napa, get the good stuff. With over 125 locations in Colorado, southern Wyoming, and western Nebraska, there's only one place to get the good stuff. Napa Auto Parts. The rebate program with American National Insurance saves everyone money by incentivizing responsible money management. 
Depending on the cost, customers of Paul Lewinberger will sometimes choose to pay out of pocket rather than making a claim because they'd rather receive the sizable rebate at the end of three years than pay their deductible now. As a result, American National Insurance tends to pay out fewer claims each year compared to the competition, which is in part what gives them an A credit rating. American National Insurance then passes along that benefit to their customers by keeping their rates as good or better than their competition. With other insurance companies, you'd need to purchase extra rider policies at additional cost in order to receive comparable coverage, but American National Insurance rewards personal responsibility. Call Paul Lewinberger now for more comprehensive home insurance coverage at remarkably reasonable rates. 303-662-0789. 303-662-0789. If your engine doesn't leak oil, but you have to add to it between oil changes, where does the oil go? The problem occurs when piston rings clog with carbon and then allow oil to blow by the pistons and burn in combustion chambers. The best service shops use a BG product BG. that cleans the engine in just 15 minutes. Find a shop with BG products at bgfindashop.com. That's bgfindashop.com. It will protect your engine and your pocketbook. Find a shop now. Go to bgfindashop.com. All right, Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Again, uh, Novus Auto Glass with us from Sterling. Uh, Kent and Judy, appreciate them joining us. We've got Steve from uh, Geno's, Steve Horvath from Geno's as well, over in the Littleton area. Bill and Lakewood, you're next. What's going on, Bill? I don't know yet. Depends on what you tell me. All right, let's hear it. <laughs> A 2011 Silverado headlight lamp went out, the one behind the air filter. Does the whole box have to come out, or can you get your hand in there? Pull the headlight out is the way, that, the way you typically you change those. Pull the headlight out from the front? Yes. On the, YouTube. Yeah, they've got the two. Long rod. Yeah, they've got like a Torx-headed long bolt that you pull two of those out, and the headlamp comes out towards the front. But on YouTube, they're showing taking the air filter box out. Hmm. So you see like a little access door in the back of the headlight on YouTube? I've done them before, but on a different car. I don't remember. But I thought the 2011s, and again, don't quote me because things change, but I thought those 2011s had the two torque bolts that you just remove the two long bolts and slide. I'm almost positive, and then you slide the headlamp forward. And then the lamp doesn't have to be aligned again afterwards? No, because no, it's, it's, yeah. it, it, it's hard to explain, but the, the lamp bucket, yeah. everything's coming out as one assembly, so you're not changing the direction or how the headlamp sits in the bucket, you're taking the bucket and everything out. Does that make sense? Kind of. I haven't looked, but I, I know I changed the bulb once, but all I did, all it was, was, it was the, uh, the bulb came out the back of the, the fixture for the light. Well, it's still going to do that, but they're very hard to access otherwise. So if you get your hand in there, okay. Where are the bolts at for what the airbox? Usually, usually they're... Well, on top. I don't know on the air box, because that one's top of my head, I don't remember, but the other two are just on top. Right on the... Um... So you got to pull something apart, okay. I mean, most of these vehicles, the headlamps, honestly, at the end of the day, it, it, even, if it's, even if YouTube's showing the other way, it's easier to pull the headlights out than it is to actually, you know, go in and do anything else. And I'm just being okay. honest, Bill. I don't know. I wouldn't pull the air box out unless you have to. Right. Well, that's... Yeah. I, well, I don't want to, trust me. Okay. Thanks a lot. You're very welcome, Bill. I appreciate it. And, and that's pretty much true for most vehicles today. It's 
even that old Dodge I'm driving that I bought from Kent and Judy, to change the headlamp bulbs in it, you pull the headlamp assembly out and then change everything and then put it back in. There's no way you're going to get your fingers and everything back in behind there to do everything. And I know enough of this, guys, from when you know and still do this you know we put enough snow plows on over the years where you've got to put harnesses and different things in and we're always pulling you know the lamp assemblies out doing whatever work is going on behind them and then putting the headlamps back in it's much easier to do that than it is to try to remove anything on the back side to do that stuff with and, and just know from from history it's easier to pull the headlamps out and do that work than it is to do it any other way so josh in northland you're next uh, I just wanted to say uh, I got um, not my car, but my wife's car. Um, now with the uh, adaptive cruise control, now when I can set con- cruise control set to a speed and it'll slow down all the way to about uh, 25 miles an hour and then it kicks off. But uh, that's awesome. I, I like it. Uh, adaptive cruise can- is a fabulous invention. Yes, and I'm really disappointed that the the wife she does not like using it. I don't. I just don't think she spent enough time with the system to understand. You know, it, and, and you bring up a great point react. there, Josh. You know, some of these more modern systems, like the one you're talking about, there is some you know getting used to or being familiar and trusting that it's going to do what you've actually set it to do. But I'll tell you. If it doesn't work, it'll turn itself off. I mean, the reality is you can trust it because if it's not able to engage, it won't. Exactly, and I know I know one of the big things that I always worry about when using it is uh, having it set and coming around a corner, and it's never happened, but I always worry that it will, is that I'll come around the corner, a corner and there'll be a vehicle stopped on the side of the road and that it'll perceive that vehicle being within my lane and automatically slam on the brakes like it's, uh, it's done uh, like in traffic when there's a sudden stops up ahead. Yep. <clears throat> But, yeah, that, that, that's, uh, that's one of the No, things that's a good one, and I, I did not have that one. It's on the list. I haven't got that far down yet. Actually, I don't even know if that's even on. That's not even on the list, so you added one to the list that wasn't even there, Josh. Another one to add to your car on that same line is steering for you. Oh, yes. Some of the new cars will steer for you if you don't have to. Yep. Yes, and I don't know if you've heard of it, but there is a uh, system, I believe, if I remember correctly, it's called Comma AI. It uses an Android-based uh, platform, and it will plug into uh, – vehicles that have that adaptive cruise control system and also have a steering input and can do basically uh from what i've seen similar to the uh, super cruise that gm has on some of their vehicles i've driven um, a super cruise car and they work really really well by the way yeah and and this is just a plug-and-play system from what i've seen they're running last time i checked it was about a thousand dollars for the system it comes with the uh, it's it's i mean it's essentially an android phone um and they uh uses the cameras on that, the forward-facing and the rear-facing one looking at you, and it monitors your uh, eyes to make sure you're actually paying attention. I'm looking at it. I did not know about that before, so thank you for the tip. I'm looking at it right now. Have you had any experience with it on a personal basis? I have not. I've, I've uh, thought about it multiple times, talked to the wife about it. Um, I've, I've wanted to put it in her car. It's just with her not even using the adaptive cruise control, I just don't think it would go to use, and it just doesn't work in my leaf at all. So sure. I, haven't, I haven't pulled the trigger yet. Uh, you know what? I'm going to do some investigative work on it. This is kind of cool. Thank you for sharing that. I yeah, did not yeah. know that. Definitely. That's Definitely. pretty cool. Thank you. Thank yep. you very much. Again, guys, later. I learn right. something new every week being here. I <laughs> honestly, not just from, you know, the show and studying and so on and the folks that come and join us like Kent and Judy and Steve, but I learned from you guys as well. So thank you very much. I, I that's, that's, I'll, I'm going to check that out. Maybe even see if we can get a representative to call in and talk to us about that. So it's, it's comma spelled out comma dot 
AI is what Josh was just talking about. Go check it out on the website. Gilbert, you're up next. What's going on? Hey, how are you guys doing? Good, sir. Hey, uh, back in the day, and I know we've all experienced this, you'd get in your car and you'd have to pump the throttle. <laughs> yes. Three times to set that yes. carburetor and that choke, and then, boy, luckily it would start. If not, sometimes you had to get your buddy out there to put his hand over that damn carburetor. <laughs> now you just turn the key. It's it's amazing. It really is how they've come along. How about this one? You know, most vehicles today will even tell you when your oil is due for a change. Used to be we had to remember or put a sticker or do something along those lines. Now it even tells you when it's due. Wow, you read my mind. Exactly what I was going to bring up. A buddy of mine has a GMC Denali. It's probably three years old. He bought it used. Well, he looked high and low for that thing, too. Anyway, it has that gauge. Yep. And it tells him you're at. 5%, 15%. Five percent, fifteen percent. That's right. But it keeps going up. It'll it'll go down to twelve, and then it'll jump up to twenty. And I go, maybe the gauge is faulty. Because no, it's all off of algorithms, it and it and it kind of knows off of okay. driving patterns and so on. You know okay. what's going on. Everybody thinks there's a sensor in the oil, and no, there's not. It's all done off of no, uh, computer no. readings, off of off of algorithms. Sure. So I he goes, yeah. So I'm thinking. He said, I'm thinking about having it change. I go, well, have you looked at the oil? Pull the stick if it's dirty. Get it changed. Sure. I mean, come on. Sure. Can't rely on it. Yeah, and the way I look at those is when it gets down into that, you know, five ten percent range, it's due. Just change it. Yeah. 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 He's he doesn't want to go to the dealer because he doesn't want to make a appointment because they're like two weeks out. Some of them. Well, we've got many many people that will. Is Steve over here? Gino's can attest to. They can do that. He doesn't have to go back to the dealer, as you know. Yeah, he, he was thinking about one of these quick loops. I said, you know, no. I wouldn't do that. Oh, no. Spend some money, <laughs> Don't risk do it that. right, and you got the peace of mind. Yeah. That's right. I've heard horror <laughs> stories, as you have also, about the... Yeah, I've fixed loops. vehicles along those lines from those places. So, yeah, I, I just I wouldn't go there. Yeah, I just thought I'd brought up, bring up the old uh, priming the carburetor, and hopefully <laughs> that's... Uh, yeah, no, if they sit long enough, even if, you know, even if you own one of those cars today, they sit long enough, you're going to be doing the same thing. I get it. Yeah, yeah. You take care. You too, Gilbert. As always, I appreciate it very much. Uh, Robert in Denver has a windshield question. Go ahead, Robert. Hey, I have a quick question about a Dodge. I have a, it's got a, uh, windshield that's cracked. It's been cracked for many years, but, uh, I bought it in 97 and a couple years before that I heard a guy that, uh, I overheard him talking in the break room at work that uh, he bought a Dodge, like a 95, and there was so much torque from the engine, from the diesel, that it cracked the windshield. So a couple of years later, I bought a Dodge, and not too long after I bought it, you know, new, the windshield cracked. So I got it fixed, and, uh, not, you know, I don't know how long it was after that. It cracked again, so I just left it cracked. So it's in a inconspicuous place. I was wondering if it's worth fixing or if that's true about the torque. Or no, first of all, that's not true. Second of all, the only way a windshield... and and these, you know, guys from Novus can talk about this, but the only way a windshield cracks is either it was defective from the get-go and it'll crack right off the bat, which very, very, very rarely ever happens. Typically cracks, not typically. Cracks happen because there's a pit in the windshield from something yeah, that hit it. You see there's some kind of rockets hit it somewhere. And, and, and by it. the way, the way to always check that, and this is a little secret, which most people don't know, but at dealerships, and I was taught this from being at a dealership and growing up in one, a person would come in with a brand-new car and say, my windshield's cracked, it's defective, replace it. And I'd say, well, let me go check. And they'd look at you kind of funny and say, you take a ballpoint pen. And you take a ballpoint pen, you run down the crack, and the minute it stops in the 
dent or the, the chip, which is actually what caused the crack, and a lot of times they're in places that you can't see, you could literally at that point draw with ink where that little you know, pit is, and you tell the customer, well, you know, I'd love to put a windshield in it, but it's not going to be under warranty because here's where the pit happened and why this windshield cracked. It's an easy, easy way, Robert, to tell where that crack has come from. But they do not crack because it's in a diesel. Sorry, that's yeah, a fallacy. I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't remember ever having you know been hit with any kind of a rock either time, but it cracked both times. It just seemed to be on its yeah, own. Yeah, and you know, and what happens there is sometimes you know, believe it or not, and again, Kent and Judy can talk to this, but there are times where you know, between road noise and wind noise and you know, just whatever radio, you name it, whatever it, and and it doesn't take much of a rock to put a chip in if it's in a stressed area of the windshield already. Like I said, that truck does have a windshield that is an integral integral component of the actual you know now body of the vehicle. So in that case, yes, there's a lot of stress on the windshield, and if it gets cracked or if it gets a pit just in the right spot, will it crack? Yeah, of course it will. All day long. Okay, well. That was my main question. So, no, I appreciate it. And, and I'm actually driving that same truck that I bought from Kent and Judy. And I've got a lot of those late model trucks as well, folks. And no, because it's got a diesel engine in it is not why the windshield cracks. Am I right on my ballpoint pen you're, analogy? You're correct. That's exactly how to tell. <laughs> yeah. Run down yes. it, and the minute that ball stops in that pit, you know exactly where it came from, right? And we've yep. even seen it where it's parked and the dirt's blowing and it caused a rock chip in the oh, yeah. ball. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've seen that happen. You don't sure. have to be driving so. it. It can just be sitting there. That's right. So, you know, I've seen things where, you know, things like, oh, I, I know you're all going to laugh at this. So I was out shooting one day. <laughs> and I am... Uh, Leaning across the hood of the truck, and I'm out. You know, we had this big pasture land back in the day, and we were shooting and doing some things. And I had my 223 out, and and uh, we were doing some shooting and so on. And so, uh, and I used to keep a little catch can on this particular rifle where it caught all the brass coming out because I just didn't like it flying around. I saved it and reloaded and do all that. But this particular day, I didn't have that on. So I fire off around, and it happens to be a nice, hot, warm day. And of course, the truck's all locked up, and it's all tight, and it's hot inside, and so on. And the brass flings up, and it hits the upper left-hand corner of the windshield. And you hear this ding. And I'm like, oh, I didn't even think much about it. Got back in the truck to leave later after doing some shooting, and guess what? That crack had run all the way across yes. the window. So even something as light as that can cause a crack in a windshield. And I have seen that several times over the years. That is I a true story I just gave. <laughs> I've seen which, that quite a few times. For a lot of you guys that are out there that do some of that shooting across the hood of the truck, <laughs> lay a blanket or something, which I started doing then after that. If you're going to lay across the, you know, even the even the back of the truck, you know, similar deal, because those things can fly up and over the top and hit the windshield even still. If you're out doing some of those sorts of things and shooting and so on, put a blanket, you know, over the top or you yeah. know, even a sheet, anything there to just protect that from dinging that window because it doesn't take much. And, and it's interesting when I said that corner, because guess where one of the most stressful parts of that windshield would be? And this was on back then like a 1992 Chevy you know, truck, but they were integral even back yeah. then to the body of the truck, and that's a stressful point up in that upper left-hand corner. Yep. Just a combination of the impact and the heat of the shell, that'll do it. And and the heat inside, you know, adding all that to it, and dink, and away it went. And that was one where you could barely, I mean, literally, I had to get a pen out and run across it to even see, you know, what even, and you, it was just the teeniest of chips. I mean, just a teeny little chip is what caused that. So, yeah, folks, it doesn't take a lot in some cases to 
to break those, the, you know, to crack a windshield. So, Mark in Denver, you got a question of the day. Answer for us. Hang tight. We'll come right back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Home values are rising 8, 10, and 13% in some areas. Trying to buy it but keep missing? Take AIM to show you how to make sure you're at the top of the list. Don't think you have the money to cover appraisal gaps? Let us show you options. Take AIM, 720-895-0500. Locally owned and operated since 2001. We know how to help. Rates will continue to stay low. Values will continue to increase. Take AIM, 720-895-0500. Many have refinanced out of their 30-year mortgage and now have rates in the twos. Lower payment, shorter term, and they're saving thousands. Are you paying more than 3% on your debt? Convert those to a lower rate and keep more of your money. 720-895-0500. Self-employed and been told you don't qualify? Nonsense. There are many options. Talk to us and see why we've been helping those self-employed for years. Our customer service is unmatched in Colorado. Take AIM, 720-895-0500, where it's all about you. NMLS 298-191. At Napa Auto Parts, we've been the most trusted name in auto parts for over 80 years. Probably because we've never stopped looking for ways to make the great parts we sell even better. It's a commitment to quality you'll find in every one of our 310,000 parts. From the bacteria-killing surface on our cabin air filters to the patented damping mechanism on our drive-align belt tensioners to our revolutionary new Adaptive One brakes. And Napa parts are covered by a warranty that's good at any of our 6,000 Napa auto parts stores nationwide. Yeah, maybe you don't get this at your average auto parts store. But at Napa, we've spent the last 80 years making sure we were anything but average. To find the Napa auto parts store nearest you, go to NapaOnline.com. Napa. Get the good stuff. With over 125 locations in Colorado, southern Wyoming, and western Nebraska, there's only one place to get the good stuff. Napa Auto Parts. JC's 4x4 has been Denver's premier Land Rover independent service facility since 2005. With all of today's latest off-road technology, JC's British and 4x4 is a Land Rover specialty shop. Not only do they service, but they will also outfit and restore your vehicle. The dedicated staff and attention to detail make JC's British your one-stop shop for your Land Rover or 4x4 adventures. JC's British and 4x4 is committed to quality and excellence, whether taking your kids to school or hitting the back roads for adventure. No matter what road you own from the newest Discovery and Range Rover to an older Defender or Series truck, we can help you maintain, repair, or modify your vehicle. When you're tired of paying dealer prices and only given limited options, call JC's British and 4x4 to service and customize your Land Rover or 4x4. Call JC's British and 4x4 right now at 720-586-4756. That's 720-586-4756. Or go to jcbritish.com. Absolute Electrical Heating and Air listens to their customers. After every AC installation, the customer service team at Absolute calls the homeowners to thank them for their patronage. During the phone call, they also ask about the customer's experience with Absolute. The leadership team at Absolute takes customer feedback seriously, implementing company-wide changes based on the responses they receive. Just in the past couple of months, Absolute has hired their first team of boiler techs based on customer demand, so they may serve homeowners with non-traditional heating systems this winter. Normally, HVAC companies have a hard time finding boiler techs because boilers require a very specific skill set. Fortunately for Absolute, techs want to work for a company that listens. Thanks to their 800 Google reviews, averaging 4.9 stars out of 5, 
Absolute attracts some of the most experienced talent in the industry. Call the team that listens. 720-526-0231. For quality and service beyond compare, call Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. Your next oil change could change the life of your vehicle forever. If you think that's a tall order, maybe you've been getting the wrong oil change. A BG Performance Oil Change BG. comes with a lifetime of engine and fuel system coverage and something else, peace of mind. Where do you find it? Find a shop in your neighborhood at BGFindAShop.com. That's BGFindAShop.com. Because an oil change that offers a lifetime of peace of mind is a change worth making. BG. All right, Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Again, myself, Kent and Judy from Novus Autoglass up in Sterling, along with Steve Horvath from Geno's over in Littleton. And we were talking, before we shift gears here, you guys said something during the break that I thought we should mention because most people have never really thought about it or even know what, what we were talking about. That is when when you get a, a pit in that black area of the windshield, explain that. Well, on that area that where the black is is where the glue sits okay so there's no give there there's, n- where there's no cushion there's no cushion so if you get a chip there a lot of times you don't see it until the crack is in the glass but if you get it hit like in the middle of the window there's a little more give okay so it does have a i mean it will hold a little bit longer than it will if it hits at the edge or so those edges crazy. actually yeah. even though most people would think well that's got to be a tougher part of the windshield well it is which means it cracks easier Yes. Yes. Because there is yes. no give there. Yeah. Okay. Again, all of you listening, these are things we learn. Every time I have them on, I learn something new. So that's something else we just learned today. Mark in Denver, you're next. Uh, good afternoon, everybody. Hey, Mark. How are you? I'm doing great. Driving the 2003 Tahoe as usual. But here's what happened between that year versus what I'm doing now. Now I have a Bose Mini Link that fits into the console perfectly, uh, just like it was designed for the car. And I'm talking to you through a Bose earpiece. Right. Never had that back in 2003, so it's an amazing improvement of technology. Agree. Yep. Agree. No, and, and there are a lot of things that, you know, people knock on the new car and think, oh, the good old days. And, well, the good old days weren't so good. That's right. Well, uh, on the Porsche side, uh, the Carrera S has quadrupled in value. Last year, the air-cooled 911s. Now valued at $200,000. I know. It's ridiculous. But, well, not ridiculous. It's good. No, no, you're right. No, it's ridiculous in a good way. You're correct. So now there's a new radio that Porsche's come out with called the Porsche Classic Radio that fits directly into the dash and runs navigation and uh, phone capability. Really? Without without cutting anything. That's nice. Good for them. And by the way, Mark, why more manufacturers don't do that is beyond me. Because there's a lot of people out there driving older vehicles that would they would pay for those upgrades. Well, sure, they would. I mean, this has a, a navigation pod that sits on the dash, and there's a microphone that glues right next to the steering wheel. Porsche designed this thing strictly for uh, last the air-cooled generation. Nice. It's around 2500 installed, but... It's, it, it detracts from the original uh, Becker CD player, which is actually useless right now. Right. You can't use it anymore. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. No, so good point. It's, 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 it's a conundrum to me to decide which way to go, because you get the new technology, but it's not original, 
and it is better than new technology or you keep original and suffer the consequences. As long as you keep all the old stuff, it's you're not devaluing the car at all. So what difference does it make? Well, that's true. It doesn't, but then you worry about a technician cracking a dash or cracking a windshield. Well, I mean, this stuff uh, from 1997 is irreplaceable. I, no, I understand that. I think that's where you just have to make sure that whoever's doing it really knows what they're doing, and you've got somebody reputable handling it. But I, I, I wouldn't, it wouldn't hurt my feelings to do that. I think that's a good move. Yeah, Porsche Classic Radio. Look it up. It's quite I'll do interesting. It. I'll do it. That's very it's cool, Mark. Technology. Thanks. All right, thank Great you. Great stuff. No, appreciate that. Great stuff. Randy and Lyman is next. Lines open 303-477-5600. Randy, what's going on? Hey. Hate to bother you again with this vacuum leak, but either it's a quick fix or it could be an hour. But uh, let me ask you real quick two things. Number one, does Extreme Auto have a smoke machine? Yes. Oh, yeah. All right, cool, because a lot of people don't have them because if they don't use them a lot, they're not going to make the money off of it. Correct. Uh, but anyway, as, as far as this vacuum leak goes, if everything was flat, I probably wouldn't be calling you now on this particular reason. Uh, but especially going from 70 toward into Kiowa, there's a lot of humps. This only happens under certain conditions. If I was in Florida, Michigan, Kansas, fine. Car runs 100%. Uh, but going up those hills is where I lose my the blower motors going, just had it put in. But then it just lets up until I even out, as far as if it's cool or it's heat. It doesn't matter which one. Uh, everything's going except, you know, the, the heat or the cold side coming out. But we do have hills here, so this does apply. Right. Uh, I'm just wondering if I tell you what I went through, if you could tell me maybe something that that I might have missed. Sure. Know? No, and, and so, I, I'm sorry. You have to refresh my memory. I know we talk, you know, not every week, but, you know, we've talked periodically right. on this, but I talked to so many people. You'll have to refresh my memory, Randy. It's the uh, 99 Cherokee Sport XJ uh, 4 liter. Okay. And real quickly, a couple of years ago, I don't know why they call it a manifold. I call it exhaust, but it did the exhaust manifold. It's loud and stinky. Uh, on that particular car, do they have to actually change the manifold itself or just the exhaust manifold? Because if they did the actual manifold, then I know I got a new manifold gasket a couple of years back. I can eliminate that. But I don't know if he just had to just do so, the exhaust. So, wait, and, and, and back, and give me the, our, you know, our, our problem as to what we're trying to fix. What's the issue with what's not working, I guess? You know, where do we, well, we, why are we chasing a vacuum leak is my question. Well, if I'm going uphill at a prolonged uphill, that's when the blower motor's still going, but the heat won't come out, or the or the cold won't come out, but the blower motor's still going. Okay, so and we're actually right. we're losing our ability to control the vents, is what's happening when you go uphill. Right. I mean, uh, I'm still everything's going, fans going, the right. blower motor's going, right. and all. But I mean, I've tried, I've tried the uh, the car cleaner, the propane, the soapy water. Uh, I did a visual on everything. I pulled elbows out. I took mirrors and put underneath the hose. I mean, I've done everything that I can do other than a smoke. And one other thing I didn't do, and it could be the problem, I haven't took those actually those actual check valves out and blew through them yeah. to see if they're open, stuck, or shut. That's Is what that you, something I may want to try? Yes. Yeah, so there's there's a little round, I, we used to call it a dash pod. I mm-hmm. used to call it. So I call them too. Yeah, yeah. and it, yeah, it, it's a one-way valve. Right. And if right. it if it's if it's going both ways, then no, all the vacuum leaks you're gonna it's still gonna do that. So yeah, you, you need I, to need to keep the I vacuum in the out, car. Yeah, if I want to take those out and blow them through, I mean, I should get air should come out or it should be constricted. Yeah, or blow one, through one way, one way, just one way, and it. So if I if I blow the main tube, it should come out. 
No, take the check valve out and use your mouth. Blow on one right. end of it with your mouth. One one right. way air will blow through it. The other way it shouldn't. If it's blowing through oh, okay. both ways, gotcha. it's bad. Gotcha. But if it's not coming out at all, then it's bad. And that yeah, can true. Also, uh, no, okay. if it's not I coming need... out, flip it around. Make sure that it's working properly. Right. That's, it's that's a one-way I... check valve. And if they're all if they're all working, I mean, I'm going to have to go to extreme. But everybody's out, you know, weekend. Hey, some yeah, of them, no, everybody right now. I, I don't have a shop that I, I consult with. It's not yeah. out, you know, several days because of where yes, we're at. Yeah. Pull some strings and, and get me in, but I guess that's just hopeful. You know, the the other option yeah. would be um, the other possibility on that, which I've seen on those, is you know the actual uh, the dash control unit, you know, on that can leak as well. Right, where you because the vacuum lines are running right up to that the back of yeah. that switching mechanism. Yeah. They can somebody leak also. Exact, someone had my exact deal, and I didn't watch the DUI. I got I watched an ASI guy do it, and they had two. One was under the hood. The other one, he took the middle console out. Mine comes right out. He took four bolts and pulled the radio or the uh, temperature or your climate control, took it out. And there's a bunch of wires there running out from your uh, lines, running out from your correct uh, actuators. And it wasn't in the line, but sure enough, with that smoke test, there it was right there. So it very well could be right there, too. Yeah, no, it very well could be. Again, so, without having that and being able to delve into that, that's that's yeah. really hard to know where the vacuum leak's coming from, yeah. especially when it's, it's this leak. small of a leak, because really this leak is not going to cause you know the engine to, no. not, to not run correctly. Your problem is no. it's not allowing the blend door to stay activated. Yes, that's another thing. I haven't had the wife drive while I actually look at the blend doors and see if they're opening or shutting. That's another way uh, you if, could do it. Another, you know, if they do stay open, then that vacuum is still being converted somewhere. It's not not getting where it should be. That's if they stay open. But I can have her do it next time, and I'll just grow my head under there and, and see if those doors are staying open. Uh, it's another way. Yes. Uh, anyway, all right. Thank you guys. Have a good weekend. But and, and the other thing on that too is, um, and I got to remember on that one too, Steve. Are all of those vacuum operated? Or are some? Yeah, I think they are. Are, are those? Are some of those electric operated? On those that, blend that doors? Was, no, I think it was. Are those all vacuum? That, that old, I think it was all vacuum. Uh, I, I'm going to take, <clears throat> sure. take a look. Take a break. I'm going to look. Steve in Westminster, Troy and Thornton, too. Hang tight, guys. We'll come right back. Drive Radio KLZ 560. At Napa, we're always trying to make the great parts we sell even better. From the bacteria-killing surface on our cabin air filters to our revolutionary new Adaptive One brakes. And every Napa part is covered by a warranty good at any of our 6,000 Napa Auto Parts stores. Yeah, maybe you don't get this at your average auto parts store, but we've spent the last 80 years making sure we were anything but average. Go to NapaOnline.com for a location nearest you. Napa, get the good stuff. You listen to Drive Radio because you have a lot of questions about your car. You have questions about what kind of oil to use, what the best tires are, where to get the best parts. But have you ever asked what will happen to your car after you die? Did you know that if you don't have a will that specifically states what will happen, a probate judge will order your family to split your car evenly? And because you can't cut up a car into pieces, your family will be forced to sell it and just split the money. According to Michael Bailey, the mobile estate planner, it is estimated that two out of three people don't have a proper will in place. And oftentimes, things like your favorite classic car are accidentally forgotten completely. Michael understands that the only way to be absolutely certain that all of your final wishes will be honored is to take a small amount of time to talk about it. 720-394-6887. 
720-394-6887. Call Michael Bailey, the mobile estate planner, right now to set up a free consultation and make absolutely sure that you don't leave anything to chance. Few things are life-changing. Your wedding day, the birth of a child, an oil change. Wait, what? Yes, an oil change can change your life if it comes with a peace of mind that if your engine, including the fuel system, fails, you're covered for life. The BG Performance Oil Change comes with free lifetime protection for your engine and fuel system. Find a shop near you at BGFindAShop.com. That's BGFindAShop.com. BG. Modern windshields help protect the occupants of your vehicle in the event of a collision, so quality counts. In today's vehicles, your windshield has become a structural component of your car. The glass requires a specific amount of pressure to keep your windshield from literally popping out during impact. Even the quality of the resin that glues your windshield to your frame can make a difference. Since they invented windshield repair in 1972, Novus Auto Glass has continued to perfect their technique. Unlike most of their competitors, Novus can repair cracks up to a foot long without sacrificing the integrity of your windshield. Industry-wide delays in the supply chain have forced manufacturers to limit the quantity of glass they sell to individual shops, so you may need to wait longer for a new windshield. The sooner you contact Novus Auto Glass, the better chance you have at saving money with a repair. Contact a Novus location near you at klzradio.com forward slash glass. All right, Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Stephen Westminster, you're next. What's going on, sir? Yeah, I got two questions for you, John, and your guests. Um, my wife's got a 2011 little Honda CRV, which, is, a, of course, is a great car, reliable, mm-hmm. great yes. gas mileage, perfect. She, um, when we take it out on the highway, though, it's, it's noisy. I mean, it's just really noisy, and she's decided she wants something a little quieter and a little bit larger. I wonder if you guys could recommend a used kind of a little crossover, a little bit larger than that. Uh, price range probably under 30 over the last two or three years. I wonder if you guys could just off the top of your head, if you think of something you could really recommend. And me, personally, I don't think she cares, but I personally would like to have a six-cylinder instead of a four, but I don't know what you think. Uh, that is the, and I've said this before, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago with a, a listener. That is the most popular segment of the automotive industry right now. You will not find just one of each manufacturer in that segment, but several different makes or just several different models with each make inside that segment, Steve. Best thing to do, especially if you're looking for the noise factor, you're going to have to go out and drive them. I, there is not one I could tell you, go drive this one specifically. You know, it's the most quiet because each one has its own you know, quirks, pros, cons, and you just have to go drive them because every one of them fits a little different flair of, of owner. That's why there's some, and that's why it's the most popular segment there is. Okay. I cannot, right. I can't tell you Good. go buy X because every one of them has its, again, has its own little, you know, pro, con, quirk, whatever. I mean, in every single manufacturer, including the exotics, make a car in that, right. in that segment, literally. It seems like it's hard to find a six-cylinder. Is that true, or is that no. just me not looking No, it depends that? on the model. Uh, you know, RAV4, for example, they did V6s for a long time, and then they stopped. So that's one you can't get. But, you know, you go to a Highlander, and, you know, it's going to have a V6. Uh, a lot of your, your Hyundais and Kias back, 
in the day had V6s. They're now turbocharged four-cylinders, so they have made some transitions. Some of the manufacturers have that. In fact, I just drove an Infiniti the other day, a QX55, which is their midsize sort of crossover vehicle. It's got a two-liter turbo at almost 300 and some 380 horsepower or something. So, I mean, they, they all have a little oh, nice. different claim to fame. You just got to go drive them. Nice. Okay, one, one last question about this market today. With used cars being so, you know, so high in price. Go buy a new one. Street, go buy a new one. Go, go drive yeah, what yeah, you want. Right. Go drive what you want. Make a deal on a new one. Wait and order it because you'll get the best deal ordering it. Your most value out of the used one will be from selling the used car, and you'll make a, you'll make a decent deal on a new car if you order one in. You, you typically can buy it at list price or less if you order it, and the dealer can put it on their, on their order that way. You'll wait, but that's okay. You've got time. You've got a current car to drive. You'll make your best deal doing that yeah. over buying a used one. Well, I appreciate that. That's really good to know because I wondered if right now a new one would be you know, about the same price. Uh, you can make a really good deal on a new one knowing what the used ones are bringing right now. And I would not buy a used car right now with the prices as high as they are. Okay, that's great advice. I appreciate that. Okay, thanks, Thank Steve. Appreciate it. And again, I'm not saying don't buy used cars, but finding a good buy on a used car because they're all bringing way over what they're really worth. I say what they're really worth. They're worth what somebody's willing to pay. So they're they're worth what people are paying today. But I see that coming down once the production starts to increase on new cars. Although, I'll tell you right now, that's not going to be for at least two years. That's my prediction. I don't care what anybody else out, out there says. There's folks out there telling you this is going to dip down here. You know, even even by this year, next by this time next year, we'll be caught up. No, we won't. We're not even close to being caught up on the new car end of it. And, and there's some of these people out here that don't want you to know the reality of what's going on with new car sales. And I'm afraid to say that's the case, but I've, I've predicted most of the year that we'd be half of where we would be selling of, of new cars. And the numbers just came out a week or so ago. And guess what? We're going to be at about half of what we normally do. So Troy and Thornton, you're next. Hello. Good afternoon. I have a question about a 26 Jeep Wrangler. Um, last summer, Lynn with Novus put a windshield in it for me. Okay. And I had him up. I had him upgrade it to the Gorilla Glass, and it's fantastic glass. So it's no cracks. You know, I don't anticipate any cracks ever happening in it. Okay. But it does have a lot a problem with. It still gets the pitting. You know, it's a Jeep. It's a brick rolling down the road. Yes, it is. It, you know, you're, you know, so you just, just described it, Troy. You're pushing a brick down the road, literally. Right. Yeah. So I'm just curious on that windshield. Can it be sanded to get that those pits out? Probably not. I'm not that familiar no, with Gorilla Glass. But. I've never seen. I've never. I've, I've heard of that windshield. I've never seen one, Troy. Right. Yeah. Well, I love it. You know, because I don't think it'll ever crack. I just, think you're you know, probably right, actually. I don't. Now, think, now, no, one thing you could do, and it. I've done this on on glass before, where. Uh, you know, for example, you got to be really careful when you're welding around a car because a lot of times those welding sparks will actually pit, you know, glass, side glass, windshield, whatever. And you can sure. take a, a high-speed buffer. you got to be careful, but it's really okay. hard to damage a windshield this way. Uh, but you could take a high-speed buffer, take some polishing compounds just like you would on paint, and try to polish them out and see what happens. You're not out anything trying that. Okay, sure. If you polish it too yeah, much, it's going to make it wavy. That's You're going to have a distortion in it. Yeah, don't do that. Yeah, don't oh. don't get that oh. aggressive. Yeah. But can you right. get some of those finer uh, pits, if you would, that are on top of the windshield off by what I just said? 
I think you could help it. You're not going to get rid of all of them. There's just no, no way that's going to happen. But can you get rid of some of the you know some of the roughness that's on there? Yes, you could. But do not sand it. You'll just mark up the window and you'll never get them out. The easiest and safest way is just replace it when it gets that bad. Yeah. Well, I'm not quite there yet, but, you know, I do travel up and down I-25, and it is a Jeep. It's a brick. Uh, no, I, you, you and I are air. in the same boat. I, I'm, I know exactly what you're going through, Troy. And every day it's like, okay, there's another one. Okay, there's another one. Okay, there's – I mean, you're just like, okay, when's the next one going to pit Cause, or crack it because you just know it's coming. Yeah, just a matter of when. Yeah. 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 Well, I think I've been fortunate with this last because I, I just looked it up. I didn't know they made it for that vehicle. Very, very cool, by the way. Very nice. Yeah, it, it's great glass. I yeah, it, it is. No, you, no, good, good tip. That's another one I just learned. And Lynn, you know, when he did this last summer, fantastic, complete, total professional. Was done. He's quickly, a good guy. Courteous. He's yep. a good guy. He's a great guy. He's a great yes. guy. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Troy, thank you. Okay. I appreciate that thank very, very much. I really do. Uh, Mickey, we got about a minute left. Is all? What's going on, sir? Just thought I'd offer up an old trick. Back when we had vacuum window wipers, we'd add a quart jar with a vacuum valve uh, to keep them going when you went uphill and started losing wipers. If the guy with the very, very slow vacuum leak added one in between his pod and the rest of the controls, then he'd have a big vacuum reserve, and it might... I got to feel Yeah, that maybe. Thing. The only problem with this one is, and I and I did look it up to make sure that I was correct, it's actually got a vacuum switch at the dash that has very small vacuum tubes, and those things get hard and brittle, Mickey, and if it's actually leaking at the pod itself, I don't care how much vacuum you put in, it's not going to fix it. Yeah, but he said that it only happened when he was on a long, slow I understand, pole. but if you look at the back of that switch and know what I'm saying, I, unless he fixes that part of it, and, and I don't know if that's what's wrong, but I'm guessing that's probably what's wrong. I don't care how much vacuum he puts in. It's not going to fix it. Well, just a thought. Thank you, Mickey. Appreciate it as always. And appreciate him and everybody else that calls, guys. I really do. All right, Novus Autoglass up in Sterling. And by the way, any Novus Autoglass dealer you need, depending upon where you're at, we've got them all up and down the front range. Just go to drive-radio.com. There's an actual link on the website that says Novus. Just click that. All the locations are there. Easy to find. Call them. They work with all the insurance companies. And don't forget, if you want to get the free little windshield bandages that Judy and I handle on a regular basis, you can go to klzradio.com, fill out the form, and we'll send you a free windshield bandage. But, guys, we're going to get out of here. Charlie Grimes, our engineer, thank you. Larry Unger answering calls. Novus Autoglass. Kent and Judy, thanks. Thank you, John. And Thank Steve you, John. Horvath over in Littleton at Geno's Auto Service. Thank you as well. Thank you. You guys have a great weekend. We'll be back Monday, same time, same place. Or no, 3 o'clock. Not same time, same place. Same place, but 3 o'clock in the afternoon. We'll be back on Monday, Rush to Reads. And have a great weekend, guys. Sportsman of Colorado is next. This is Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Still haven't had enough? Go to drive-radio.com. Email your questions and comments. Download previous programs and find lots of useful information, including your nearest Colorado Select Auto Care Center. That's drive-radio.com. Thanks for listening to Drive Radio, sponsored by the member shops of Colorado Select Auto Care Centers on KLZ 560.